this festive season, make sure you stock up on Ring devices, which range from video doorbells to alarm and cameras. These easy-to-install smart home security products will give you peace of mind while you're away. As you can see, hear and talk to visitors from anywhere. Ring's products are available at Take-A-Lot, Builders Warehouse, Incredible Connection, Vodacom and Leroy Merlin. Because with Ring, you're always home. Welcome to True Crime South Africa. I'm Nicole Engelbrecht, and you're listening to a wrap of 2023 and the blooper reel for the year. While I've done a wrap episode for the last two years, I last did a blooper episode in 2021, and it really was a lot of fun to share some of my funnier recording issues with you. Many of these included my pets at the time who were very good at interrupting my recording. Sadly, as I mentioned at the end of that episode, my Labrador Sahara and my Basset Hound Roxy both passed away in that year, and I was left with my blind beagle Chum Lee and my very senior cat Mufasa. You'll hear both of them in this year's blooper reel, and perhaps it's best to get the sad bits out the way and let you know that my beagle Chum Lee unfortunately passed away in July this year. He'd been blind for two years, but he had seriously impressed me with his tenacious attitude and how he really just figured everything out and carried on. In fact, he gave me a really good reminder that animals are very good at doing what humans can't seem to get right. They don't sit around mulling over the terrible things that have happened to them. They understand that life is short and making the best of a bad situation is sometimes all you can do. Chum Lee was a feisty little character, but also an old soul. He was 13 years old when he passed after having been sick for about a month. A multitude of tests and scans revealed a cancerous growth in his intestine, which had already done a huge number on his health by then, and sadly the best thing for him was to join his sisters at the Rainbow Bridge. So now, He still keeps me company while I record, just in a different way, as his ashes are with his sisters on the bookshelf overlooking my work desk. And Mufasa, the 18-year-old cat, has taken over his role of interrupting my recordings. She tells me she's doing it in memory of her brother. And who can argue with that, right? I didn't end up doing a blooper reel last year, because with the book coming out and all the other stuff happening, I didn't have the time to do it. But this year, I decided that I needed to do it. There's absolutely nothing serious about this episode. It's a light-hearted wrap-up of what the show and I did during the year, some teasers about what you might expect next year, and then we'll end off with my bloopers. The wrap part of these episodes gives me a great opportunity to pause for a moment and reflect on everything that's happened throughout the year. I definitely don't always remember everything, so I usually pull up my Google Calendar and I'm often shocked and amazed at how much I manage to get done in a year. I think we're all so on the go all the time 
that we don't realize the vast array of things we do in a single year. Maybe you think about doing this for yourself. Pull out your diary or your Google calendar or whatever you use to track things you do and just page or scroll through it and give yourself a pat on the back for how much you managed to get through this year. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. So let's get into it. January 2023 started with me in a new home. Yes, I moved over the prior December, and it was a bit of a nightmare. My internet installation went very badly, and I was without fiber for two weeks. Using mobile data for everything gave me an incredible sense of gratitude for the high-speed fiber that was finally installed just before I was about to go full Karen on the service provider. During January, I was still going full out on promotion for my first book, Samurai Sword Murder, which was published in November 2022. I did a few signing events at local exclusive books, and it's always awesome to meet up with listeners of the show who come out to these events to say hi and get their copy of the book signed. In that month, I was also interviewed by Fair Lady magazine for an article that was published later in the year. And I must say, that was one of the highlights for me. The article was incredibly well written and discussed the podcast and the book, as well as some of my experiences around true crime content creation. And yes, it still completely blows my mind that a legendary magazine like Fair Lady would want to feature me. Also in Jan, I was interviewed by the incredible Vanessa Lynch of DNA for Africa for their podcast. The episode is on the TCSA feed too and is called The Storyteller Tells Her Story. Spotify also got in touch in January and I started chatting with them about ways they could support the podcast and I must thank them for their incredible support throughout the year. February was also jam-packed with exciting stuff this year. I attended the first Podcast Inspiration Day held in Cape Town, which brought together a whole bunch of local podcasters, and that event would be pivotal in some other stuff that happened later in the year. It was really cool to start meeting some more podcasters, because for a long time when I started podcasting, I felt like I was alone out there. Of course, I wasn't. I just didn't know other South African podcasters. But with that event, organized by the incredible Sean Lutz and Paolo Diaz, who both have a few podcasts between them, that all changed. Later in the month, I attended the Clarence Beer Festival, which I highly recommend if you haven't been, and I also did some promotion for the book while I was there at the most beautiful bookshop called Bibliophile. I really fell in love with Clarence, the village, the people, all just incredible. And again, if you can, definitely head out there for a weekend or longer. In March, I made a whirlwind trip to Johannesburg for the Women of Stature Awards. I was nominated for the Excellence in Arts Award. And although I didn't win, it was incredible to see how many women had built amazing businesses and entrepreneurships from nothing. In March, I also created another companion podcast for Showmax for the Stella Murders documentary. If you haven't listened to that yet, definitely head over and give that a listen. March was also a month 
in which I did my first corporate presentation when I was invited to Ogilvy, Cape Town, to chat to their team about my journey as a creative. That really was an amazing experience, and I hope to do more of those in the future. Oh, and I can't leave out having attended the book fair for Library Week at Tokai Library in that month too, where I met some really amazing independent and traditionally published authors. April 2023 was slightly quieter, probably because there were a lot of public holidays, allegedly. But I did squeeze in a few meetings with some pretty amazing people, which would create a domino effect in stuff that happened later in the year. May started off with a bang, with me being invited to interview author Ted Buerta on Jonathan Bull Publisher's podcast about his book, Daisy DeMilka, Hiding Among Killers in the City of Gold. If you haven't read that book yet, I highly recommend it. That day also resulted in a few pretty cool resulting knock-on effects. Ted and I get along really well, and now we're doing a few things together, including a summer school lecture at UCT in January 2024, which you can attend if you're interested in checking that out. I also met one of the really cool people that works for Jonathan Bull that day, and that resulted in a coffee meeting which resulted in something else that I can't talk about yet. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you about it a bit later on. It really does amaze me how things work out, though. You think you're just going to do an interview, and suddenly the universe has other plans. Also in May, I attended an online iteration of my incredible publisher Melinda Ferguson's memoir writing course. And while you won't be getting a memoir from me anytime soon, if this is something you've ever considered doing, I highly recommend it. It's all online, very affordable, and so helpful. And, I'll admit, a little therapeutic too. Highly recommended. Later in May, I was honoured to be invited to the Kingsmead Book Festival. Again, another moment where... I wasn't even sure they'd invited the right person, because I'd never dreamed in a million years I'd have the privilege. Turns out they did intend to invite me. I know this because they had a tag with my name on it when I got there, which was pretty cool. I took the stage with several other true crime authors and we discussed our books and true crime in general. Also, while I was there, I took part in a photography session with Tamron Lowe, who is an incredible photographer and is running something called the 40 Over 40 campaign, which is to celebrate women over 40. That was a super cool experience. The shoot lasted the whole day, and I have new respect for people who do that for a living, because although it was so much fun and so worth it, it was also exhausting. I did get some really nice professional photos from that shoot, though, which I always need. I ended my trip to Johannesburg with a book signing event at New Hope Dog Rescue, which was also very cool. And the guys over at the rescue center really are doing amazing work, which I was grateful to be a part of. Having survived until June, that month was thankfully a little quieter event-wise, and I mostly attended some online educational stuff. I've never made a secret of the fact that I have no qualifications in criminology or anything vaguely related, 
But I do try to do as many short courses and attend as many seminars related to the field of crime as I can to ensure that I have some idea of what I'm talking about. A lot of these seminars are free and they're a gold mine of interesting speakers and fascinating information. The DNA Symposium held by DNA for Africa was free to watch online this year and was really incredible, with tons of amazing topics and international and local speakers. Keep an eye on their website for this year's events, which promises to be even bigger and better. I also watched a seminar by the South African Association for Forensic Sciences. Again, a free online attendance seminar and a media workshop held by DNA for Africa about the correct ways to report on DNA and forensic profiling. With my brain all fired up, July came around. And as I mentioned, sadly, this is when I had to make the decision to let my beagle Chumley go, which was, of course, very difficult and used up much of my bandwidth that month. There were still things that had to get done, though, and I produced another companion podcast with Showmax, this time for their documentary on the Rosemary and Lawview case. In this one, I was honored to be joined by a co-host who I personally selected because I think she's an incredible human being and a phenomenal true crime content creator. Mfundo Ndala has her own YouTube channel too, and if you haven't listened to our four-part companion podcast on the Rosemary and Lawview case, you're missing out. I also flew to Johannesburg for 24 hours in that month, courtesy of Spotify, to do a photo shoot for some of the campaigns they've done for the show this year. That was truly an amazing experience, and I was seriously overwhelmed by how much work was put into it. I also, once again, proved to myself that I am in no way used to all these cool things happening yet. When I asked the wardrobe lady, a freaking wardrobe lady, people, if she didn't just want me to steam my own clothes, since I felt bad for making her do it. Yeah, I know. I then wrapped up the months with a meeting that would start up one of the coolest events of the year, the creation of the Podcasters Guild of South Africa. It was an idea that that had started at that very first podcast get-together, and I'm proud to be one of the founding members of the Guild, although I will say I didn't really do much. The real kudos goes to Jonathan Vonka. He and a few board members are now working hard to ensure that the Guild helps to grow podcasting in South Africa and make it a place where podcasters can find support and brands can find pods to partner with. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast or you're in the space already, head over to sapg.co.za and join now. August. August, August, August. I started it off with an interview on East Coast Radio, which was super cool. Then I was lucky enough to be on a panel interview that Sean Lewitz organized with a few other podcasters where we discussed podcast introductions and best practice around that. August also became my interviewing forensic pathologists month with two of South Africa's most incredible pathologists releasing their books and I had the privilege of interviewing them. 
Professor Ryan Blumenthal, who wrote the best-selling book Autopsy, released his new book, Risking Life for Death, Lessons for the Living from the Autopsy Table. The book is really amazing, and my interview with him is on the Jonathan Ball podcast, Pagecast, as well as in the TCSA feed. The next forensic pathologist to enthrall us with her words was Dr. Hestel von Staden. Hestel is undoubtedly what I would call a friend of the show, and I've had the great privilege of interviewing her on the pod before. She also attended one of my book launches last year, which thrilled everyone present, and in August I got to interview her for the digital launch of her book, Blood Has a Voice, Stories from the Autopsy Table. This year has also been one where I started doing quite a bit of filming for television shows, and later in August I was invited to be on Hestel's show Autopsy to chat about the Francis Rasuche case. I don't think I'll ever get used to being part of these really cool events. And you can catch that episode, which is episode 11, on Catch-Up or on the Showmax app. I'm not sure which one will be on by the time you listen. September brought True Crime South Africa an award. The African Podcasters and Voice Actors Association held their second annual award ceremony and True Crime South Africa walked away with the Best True Crime Podcast of the Year Award. I was also asked by some University of Johannesburg students to assist with some expert, they use that word, not me, advice in the form of a video for one of their assignments about marketing tools for podcasts. I really found that cool to do, not just because I got to talk about something I'm really passionate about, but because it felt really good to know that university students were using knowledge I'd built by trial and a hell of a lot of error to teach others about the world of podcasting. I closed off September by attending a high tea fundraiser that was held for the Riva Steenkamp Foundation. The foundation does incredible work in helping to fund the studies of up-and-coming prosecutors to ensure that our country will never be in short supply of people who are passionate about providing a voice to the voiceless. October rolled around with another first for me. I was invited to a premiere. Like seriously? Once again, I was initially certain they'd mixed up my email with someone else's, but they had actually invited me. The premiere was for the television series Devil's Peak, which recently aired on Mnet. The series is based on legendary South African crime writer Dion Mayer's book by the same name, and I got to meet the actors, watch the first two episodes, and just generally soak up a world I never thought I would be in. Also in October, I did another shoot for a television series, that one will be on Showmax and is coming out in March next year. So I can't say much about it, but it was a truly amazing day, and the team went to so much trouble to build a replica of my studio and just do some incredible stuff to help promote the podcast, for which I'm truly grateful. I also did a mini companion pod for Showmax in that month for the Butibu documentary and got to interview Dr. Gerard Labaskachny again, which is always a treat. I appeared on two platforms that month, 
as I was interviewed by the Eyes Wide Open podcast about the Krugersdorp killers case, and I was invited onto the Girls on Fire YouTube channel to discuss the work I do, which was super cool. I rounded off that month with another filming day, this time for a series for Via Television, which will be out next year as well. I'll update everyone more on the TV stuff when I'm allowed to speak about them. I'll just say that it still, well, blows my mind that I'm invited to do stuff like this. In my brain, I kind of understand why, but I'll never get used to it. And actually, I don't want to get used to it. I reckon that the more I still marvel at the cool stuff I get to do, the more I'll continue to push myself to be better so that I still get to do it. In short, I'm incredibly grateful and truly could not be doing any of this without True Crime South Africa's listeners. Thankfully, November was probably the quietest month of the year for me, event-wise, and this meant that I actually got to do some work. The thing about all of these cool events and interviews and stuff I get invited to do is that, although I am grateful for them, they also take huge chunks out of my week. And considering I'm releasing an episode every single week, hopefully this wrap helps you to understand a bit when I might be a day or four late on an episode release. I started December off by having the honor of doing an Instagram Live with Sasanda Henna for Mnet to chat about Devil's Peak. Sasanda is one of the stars of Devil's Peak, and he's a really cool human being. Now, I've never been a big social media person, and I'd never done a live anything before I started doing these lives for Mnet. And although I've started getting less freaked out when I do radio interviews, etc., when I have to do something like this where I'm in control of an enormous media company's Instagram profile for an entire hour, I will admit that I'm shaking inside for a large part of it. It is getting easier the more I do it, and I do love chatting with these incredible people, but if I ever look super confident please know I'm getting damn good at faking it when I need to. But then I felt the same way about radio interviews, and now I do them with my eyes closed. So I'm sure I'll get better at the social media lives too. In a way, I kind of like being forced to do these things that terrify me. Occasionally, I think to myself that I'm getting too comfortable. I know how to do all the stuff I need to do now, and it's not as much of a challenge. But then things like Instagram Lives get thrown into the mix, and I'm back to how I felt four years ago at the start of all of this. And that's good, I think. Mostly terrifying and nauseating, but also good. And that is a wrap of my and the show's 2023. So what can you expect in 2024? Well, let's first address the podcast-shaped elephant in the room. Many of you have been asking what happened to my other podcast, I Lived Through This, and I'm so grateful that so many of you enjoyed that content. I put I Lived Through This on pause last year when the book happened, 
and I had fully intended to get it going again in 2023, but clearly that did not happen. I do have a few episodes in the bag for that one, and those are human being stories that I have a responsibility and honor to release to the world. So I will be restarting I Live Through This in 2024. It might not be on a regular release schedule at first, but I will definitely get it going again, I promise. And thank you for your patience. Hopefully my wrap of the year gives you a little bit more insight into the craziness that goes on for me, which often thwarts my best intentions. Of course, we'll be seeing some of the cool television stuff I've been filming coming out next year. Keep an eye on the podcast socials for news on that. I'll also be doing another companion podcast with Showmax in February for a super cool new series they're releasing. Then, some pretty big ones. I gave you a wrap of some of my year's activities, but failed to mention that in between there, I was also writing a lot. Two books, to be exact. Yes, two. Well, maybe one and a half. I'm partnering with my original and most amazing publisher, Melinda Ferguson, again on a new true crime book, which will be out probably in the first half of 2024. And some amazing coincidences and remarkable synchronicities have come together to result in me co-authoring another book with someone you'll recognize from True Crime South Africa if you've been a listener from the beginning. Sadly, I can't give you too much info now, but that book will be published with Jonathan Bull Publishers, and I'm incredibly excited about the value that book is going to bring. That will probably be out in the second half of 2024. So, there are going to be lots of book launches and events and opportunities for us to get together, which I absolutely love. Again, Keep your eye on the socials and your ear on the pod for upcoming info around those projects. If you've always wanted to go to the Franz Schuch Literary Festival, I'll be there in May next year, helping to facilitate some of the true crime panels. So book your tickets as soon as sales open. Right, now on to the funny stuff. I often get very kind compliments about how well-spoken I am and how I pronounce people's names and and tongue-twisting words so easily. And every time I hear that, I snort internally and laugh a little to myself, thinking, if only you knew. The pod is obviously not done live. It's pre-recorded and edited. Sometimes a lot. On the very rare occasion... I get through an entire episode without making too many mistakes. But more often, my brain is running at 150 kilometers per hour, and that results in some interesting mistakes and mispronunciations. Add to that the fun of working from home where I have pets. Anyone who has pets who are remotely mobile and verbal will know the fun of sitting down to a Zoom meeting and suddenly having your pets appear. Or the rubbish truck drives up at a crucial moment and you're drowned out in a crescendo of barking. 
or cats who give zero Fs and will walk across your keyboard and aim their butts at the camera. Thank goodness I don't do video, but my pets certainly provided enough comic relief with their interruptions into the podcast this year. So here is your 2023 blooper reel, brought to you by me and the late Chamli. And the not late, but very old, yet somehow still sprightly, Mufasa Engelbrecht. Recording a podcast is challenging. Recording a podcast with pets is far more challenging. Recording a podcast with a blind dog with separation anxiety is, well, next level. Can't close the door. And although Mr. Chumley was incredibly good at navigating his way around, he did sometimes get a bit lost. His favorite was accidentally getting stuck under my desk while I was recording. Thankfully, this would be exactly the case with Marika's killer. Wait, 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 wait. Good morning. That is the sound of a blind beagle getting lost under a table while I'm recording. He quickly righted himself after I steered him in the right direction, and no beagles were harmed in the making of this clip, despite the very loud headbang sound in the beginning. I think Chumley Engelbrecht may have been one of the most famous earshake sounds in South Africa. You know what an ear shake is, right? When dogs shake their heads and their ears slap around. Well, beagles have pretty big ears, and they make pretty big sounds. And my old boy had a knack of doing the ear shake at just the wrong time. Like when I was doing my first Instagram Live on Mnet's account. Yes, if you go there today, you will still hear me opening that live with... And those same ear shakes had to be regularly edited out of my episodes this year. Some things had stayed the same after all. And while the ear shake is pretty easy to edit out, when he got a whiff of something he found disturbing, or simply felt I needed to be in the kitchen making food, I suspect my dog was sent by the patriarchy, I got this. Johannes also had a pack of articles he'd kept from newspapers. Chamli. Or this. To force the Department of Correction. (sighs) Chamli. And of course... It's not just my own dog I have to wrangle around when recording. Let's just add my neighbor's chihuahuas. Three of them into the mix. We didn't have legislation in place at that time to force the departments of... Instead, he began by pulling the dust-covered docket from the archives at Stellenbosch police station. 
And in case anyone thinks it's only canines that are challenging and recording podcasts, here's some of Mufasa the cat's finest moments to sample. And yes, that is her purring directly into the microphone at the end there. Don't worry, I was laughing, not crying. Although, there's a fine line when you're trying to get an episode out and your cat is getting more mic time than you. Exclusively on DSTV Channel 170 and Starsat 222. And a huge thank you to CBS Justice for spot. And after the announcement was made that police were searching for a serial killer and the reward was offered for information, because they would have to walk Bulalani through the village while all the residents were there. Mufasa. <laughs> Let me be honest. As much as my pets are a stumbling block, they're really not the biggest challenge I have when it comes to recording. The biggest challenge is, well, it's me. I'm the biggest challenge. Me and my brain's propensity to occasionally read a word and then turn it into something entirely different when it comes out of my mouth. Like the time I invented a new model car for Chevrolet to add to their range. The silver Chevrolet Avo had... The... The silver Chevrolet... <laughs> In case anyone is wondering, the new model Chev Avo is only available in green, has a uselessly large interior, and is only drivable for three minutes on a random day, two weeks after you've bought it, and only if you've wrapped it in newspaper. Besides inventing new car models, I sometimes also spend my time renaming wine estates by simply rearranging the words for no apparent reason. Both Wayne and Elton worked at Wine Spear Estate. My sincere apologies to Spear Wine Estate, but you're going to have to change your signage now. I don't make up the rules, just the words. And my redesigning of convention doesn't end there. Sometimes I just add body parts to people for fun. And Wayne had burns on his faces. <laughs> Thankfully, Wayne did turn out to be quite uh, two-faced in that episode. So, I don't know, maybe Freudian slip? If you've been listening to me for any space of time, you'll know that names are important to me. I believe that our names represent a big part of who we are, and I always try to the absolute best of my ability to pronounce people's names correctly, no matter who they are. But that doesn't always happen the first time, or even the second. Sometimes it takes several attempts. 21-year-old Luyanda Luyanda Mboniswa. 
Luyanda Luyanda Mboniswa Luyanda Mboniswa Mboniswa Luyanda Mboniswa Luyanda Mboniswa Luyanda Mbonui. <laughs> I did eventually get it, as you know, because you have a whole episode of me saying it. And in case you think my pronunciation woes are limited to languages that are not my mother tongue, <laughs> no, I'm entirely capable of also completely slaughtering the English language. Barnyard Glazer <laughs> Bernard Glazer The Station Strangler Normal Afzal Norman Norman Afzal Simons <laughs> The Forensic Pathological <sighs> The Forensic Pathologist and that's some of the fun moments I've navigated in 2023. I do hope you enjoyed laughing with me at me. And I'm going to play you out with a bit of a remixed version of those bloopers all put together. Before I go, though, I want to wish each and every one of you an absolutely phenomenal new year. And do know that all of the very cool things I get to do could not be possible without you true crime South Africa listeners. So thank you for each and every minute of your support this year. And I hope you'll join me in 2024 as we create more memories, honor more victims, and yes, undoubtedly make a few more bloopers. You are with me on every second of this wild ride as we continue building a platform that supports South Africa's victims of violent crime. So thank you. Happy New Year, and I'll chat to you soon. <sighs> Chamli, Ufasa. <laughs> Chevrolet Evo. Chevrolet Evo. Chevrolet Evo. Barnyard Glazer. The Forensic Pathological. A healthier, happier, more productive life starts with good sleep. Make sure you invest in the right bed. Dial-A-Bed stocks the best bed brands at the best prices. Shop at 76 stores nationwide or online.